Hello, Dan. I'm Thorpe. Hi, Thorpe. Um, how are you? I'm good. Would you like to look into family's bedrooms while they eat dinner? Sure. Uh, <laughs> not my typical Thursday night, but uh, hey, I-, I like you, Thorpe. What's going on? Would you like to slow dance with old women at the bowling alley? I mean... Forever? <laughs> what an agreeable boy you are, Dan. I really thought I was going to get some pushback on some of those things I was saying, but you seem to be really into it, so... Thorpe doesn't kill anybody. Thorpe is a murderer. You're right. Thorpe doesn't kill. Thorpe is Thorpe. Oh, my you know? God. So we watched a film called Thorpe, guys. It's pretty deep. Um... That's Dan. I'm Jared. Welcome to the Indie Film Review, where we review independent films. That's literally the show, okay? Stop what you're doing right now. This movie's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. Go watch it and come back, and then we will we'll talk. So, Thorpe is... Oh, man. Thorpe is about <coughs> an alien uh-huh. who... Travels back to Earth because he was forced to leave Earth 25 years ago in the 1980s. He is on a mission to find his childhood best friend named Sam. And um, he searches the town there that he lived in years ago. And uh, he can't find her. And he just develops relationships along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then nothing bad happens ever. No. And it's just a fun, love, like, lighthearted comedy. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just, just a fun, lighthearted comedy. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again until it becomes true. <laughs> Dan, we get a lot of emails, it's yes. safe to say. And yes. I will read them, and I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then I'll, I'll put it on our list, and then six, seven, eight months later, <laughs> we get to it. And I don't revisit the email. I, don't re- I just see Thorpe streaming, go to this thing, watch it, and then we go and watch it, and we talk about it, right? Yes. So sometimes it, I, a lot of this stuff I like, it's going in blind yes. again because I, I'll forget. Well, I mean, Thorpe, I mean, come on. I think Thorpe was told to us as a comedy, right? I don't think it was. Yes. So, hi, my name is Liz Prince. So thank you, Liz. Uh, she's the producer. Thank you, Liz. She's the producer of Thorpe. She, she says she produced a sci-fi comedy. Yes, that was, that was the, the pitch to us. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a comedy. I thought there were a couple laugh out loud scenes. No, this movie is funny. Yes, Yes, I did laugh. And during like intentional moments of comedy, yes, this movie is funny and charming and it's sweet and it is funny. It's not a comedy. I don't understand. This is a dark, dark, dark (laughs) psychological Film. It really is. This is a dark drama. And I don't care what anyone else says. I was looking at reviews of this and people were like, wow, what a fun, lighthearted movie There's, this is. People yes, are saying like in reviews. Below this, the, the, the lighthearted, what? charming exterior, there is a deep psychological need for um, uh, just acceptance in this film. And it's very, very disturbing at times. I agree. This is some of the darkest shit I've seen all year. I don't like, I was reading some of his reviews and people seem to be enjoying the movie. Yeah, but it's rated so low. Like I think that it should be at least a seven. 
But people are like, wow, what a fun, sweet film. And be like, and I saw one review where someone's like, well, it kind of gets a little dark at the end. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Dan, how did you feel about the character of Thorpe? I loved him. Me too. Thorpe, an alien, he looks like a human being, but he has like a big old spiral tattoo on his, his chest. Yeah, it looks like a thumbprint. Yeah. It's kind of fun. So he has like this mustache that is a very big defining trait. He has a mullet. He always wears a headband in like these really bright kind of 80s-ish colors. Yeah. And um, he gets around by running everywhere and he typically runs barefoot and backwards. He he walks forward, but he runs backwards. And that's like his big defining character trait. And he is very extremely earnest because he doesn't know the ways of the world, I guess. So and very naive. Yeah, very naive. He He like everything. It's just to an extremity, the, the naivete he has. And that kind of sells him on his charm, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Like, he, he has an effect on people, and people like him. They like to talk to him. They think he's a weird dude. He is incredibly charming, and he's very sincere in everything he does, to a fault. The problem is, one, originally he came to the planet with his alien parents, and he was visiting with this girl, Sam, mm -hmm. right? Sam, yeah. And, and this became his best friend. And they would do all this fun games together, basically like childhood stuff. Then he had to leave unexpectedly. And when he comes back 25 years later, his body has grown, but his mind somehow yeah. hasn't. And I don't know why, because it seems like when he talks to his parents that they are of a pretty high intelligence. Mm -hmm. I just don't get why maybe in his alien culture, 25 years is still like a child. So he's still technically a kid that makes all of his interactions even more like cringy and weird. When mm -hmm. you really think about it, because yeah. he interacts with three different stages of womanhood, basically mm -hmm. a young girl, a middle-aged woman, his around his age. And then a, an older woman who's I think in her seventies. Right. Mm hmm. And he starts a relationships with all of them. And you have that mixed in with like his extreme voyeurism mm -hmm. of like stalking people mm -hmm. in, in watching their homes. And then you have this other angle of like technology and how technology is bad because it's separating people from interacting physically with the real world mm -hmm. and making real human connections. But his real human connections, a lot of them are incredibly disturbing. Yes. Uh, and would get you thrown in jail yes. uh, if you attempted to do any of them. So the messaging in this movie, I will say, is very strange to me. And it's kind of all over the place. I liked that. I liked... Okay. There's this scene later on in the film. Should should I say that already? Can you can you write it down and put a pin in it for spoilers? Because we're getting... Yeah. We'll get close to that. Yeah. yeah we'll spoil Just it. Just put a pin in that. We will review. I, I appreciate... I appreciate the complexity of this film. I will say that. Because... Okay. The, All like, right. The idea that you said, like, the strangeness of the messages, I I think they're mm -hmm. purposely ambiguous and, and they go against each other. They're tense. Like, they're tensions. And they're very mm -hmm. obvious tensions. Like, there's, there's something going on with this film. There's something going on in the writing that I really, really appreciate it. It feels to me like the writer had a lot to say mm -hmm. and kind of may have gotten lost in the focus, the real focus of what the movie should be about. Uh, I disagree. Um, 
Okay. So question for you, Dan, how did you feel about the music? It's a lot of 80s. Beautiful. Yeah. It's like this fucking synth wave. I listen to that shit all the time. Whenever I'm grading papers, I loved it. Yeah. Nice. How did you feel about the inclusion of <laughs> the, the Crystal Light aerobics video that was viral a couple? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it too. <laughs> I loved So I like, I like the 80s vibe and style. I just don't like it when it's like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember fucking no, 80s like, shit? Yeah. This film doesn't do that. Thankfully, it does not fall into that trap of like, let's just do a nostalgia um, but yeah, so I think they do hit the mark on that. Do you appreciate predictability like I pre- appreciate it? In other words, um, <sighs> sometimes films, you, you know, they kind of foreshadow or like, you know, I, I bet I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that happened to me in this film. Okay. The, the ending of this film was, I knew this was going to happen. Really? I didn't know the whole story of it, but I knew something was up with that character. Predictability can be comforting. Yes. At times, I much prefer to be intrigued. I much prefer a mystery of like, ooh, what's going on? So that character I'm talking about, did you get any vibes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I basically, I mean, from the moment she walked in, I was like, I know exactly what's going on yeah. with this character. <laughs> yeah. I know who this is. It's I, not really. I liked, I liked that, though. I liked the fact that I knew. And, but I don't think it was intentionally trying to be a mystery. I think it's no. more of like Thorpe is so naive and dumb that he couldn't, he can't figure it out that that's what's going on. Now, it makes it even more sadistic and insane because of what that character does yes. to Thorpe constantly. <laughs> yes. They call those people terrorists. My God, there's just. There's just so much to unpack that I think we have to just stop right now yeah. and get into spoilers because okay. this is this movie is out of control. Watch it, please. Uh, if you'd like to watch this film, I <laughs> I'm giving this a shining star of recommendation already. Like <gasps> final thoughts aside, like watch this film. It's an experience. <laughs> it is not a comedy. <laughs> Do not go into this film thinking it is. I think it is worth a watch too. It's pretty fun. Okay, so we're spoiling the film. Three, two, one. Here we go. Spoilers. Dan, do you want to get back to that pin you were talking about? Yes. So later on in the film, he goes on this boys' night with the the diner owner that serves him pancakes all the time. And he starts voyeuring like he always does. And we find out he does this all the time through dialogue. Every night. (laughs) Every night. He's like, they do this every night. And he's like, wait, you do this every night? And it's like, yeah. So he's looking in um, people's windows and sees them on their phones, sees them in like engrossed in their television, and they're in the same room, but they are not present with each other. And there's this mm-hmm. one group, this one family. Um, it is a mother, a father, and a little baby. And the mother and the father are on their phones, and then the baby's just like just kind of sit hanging out. And Thorpe breaks into these people's house and starts screaming at them, you have a baby, you have a baby, and tries to take their phone away. And um, (laughs) the dad comes at him with an American flag. This is wild. It gave me vibes of like Birdemic, where the guy is in the woods and he's talking about the Spruce Bark Beatles and how like the global, I don't know. It it felt so on the nose and heavy handed. 
that complexity is there. Like he is doing something he's voyeuring like, but think about what we are doing. Right. Like, so he's mad at them because they are on their phones, but that's a form of voyeurism. That's, that's why we like watching films, right? Cause films are voyeuristic. Like the, that, the psychology kind of, but it's, there's a permission that's been given there. Is because there? Everyone is choosing to be on but, the camera okay. for people to see. Yeah. But still the act remains. We like looking. We like looking at things. That's There's what film, an agreement. That's, yes. that's where yes. the film theory comes in. And that's why, like, you know, the male gaze is such a prominent thing in um, cinema. Mm. Because, like, there's, you know, people, people shoot women a very specific way. And that has been the thing for a very long time. And that is still boners. voyeuristic, right? So he's being a voyeur. He's getting mad at them for being voyeurs. And we are all just kind of voyeuring together and it put me in a really weird spot <laughs> like it made me think a lot about what was going on and i i really liked that 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 grunginess that it brought up in me like it made me feel weird oh this film will make you feel incredibly uncomfortable yes. constantly yes. so okay we have this other character that's introduced rachel yeah who uh becomes Thorpe's friend, she's around his age, but it, it turns out she is Sam. Yes. Of course. And she is, she has been stalking him every single day. She finds him on a viral video that he happens to accidentally be in. And she's like, oh my God, that's Thorpe. I'm going to go try to murder him now. Why does she want to murder Thorpe? She wants to kill Thorpe because when they were little and they were playing doctor together, which is already has sexual connotations of like with when little kids do that with each other because mm -hmm. they're exploring each other's bodies, which yeah. already makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> because you're, because you're voyeuring. I'm pointing it's, at you. There's so many times this film makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm just Why like, does it make you feel uncomfortable? I don't want to fucking you see this. You are watching it because you are a voyeur. I'm right. But then where is the comedy in this? So it's like, okay, I, I understand these points. They're, they're very valid points. But like it, I don't see the comedy. It's just, it's just disturbing. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it's a different type of film. It's something different than comedy. Yes, there is comedy in this. Yes, there are times where it is silly, especially in the beginning stages where you're introduced to Thorpe and how silly and zany he is. But man, does this film take fucking hard turns towards like either just uncomfortableness or intentional so cringe. Basically or just... guys, what, what we're saying is this is my kind of film. Um, Oh yeah. Like just, just that insane uncomfort. Like I feel it too, but I, I just revel in it, but yeah, I can see what Jared's talking about. Like, it's not your traditional laugh out loud comedy, but there are a couple of scenes where I'm just like, that was hilarious. Like, okay. So yes, yes. <laughs> one scene, um, like it, the film is kind of separated in little steps and like, it's like step one, uh, find Sam or step two, like ask for help. And one of them, the predecessor to this, this um, scene that I was talking about where he barges in after like voyeuring for so long. So mm -hmm. that whole night was like, it, it, they called it boys night. And the way that this is edited, he's like, yeah, man, you just need to have a boys night. Cause it was the diner guy talking to him because Thorpe was just going crazy in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we, we have to have a boys night. And then as soon as he says boys night, it cuts hard and to a black screen. And then it just says boys night number eight. And I'm like, Oh my God, that was hilarious. And then they, they go to the fucking bowling alley, which by the way, Jared, 
are those bowling alleys like a thing of the past? Because those were crazy balls. And so pins. that is a type of bowling. I looked it up. I'd never seen it before. I'd it's very it small before pins and, and very, very small, small bowling balls. It is called duck pin bowling. Oh. I don't know exactly where it is played. It was apparently created in, in Baltimore. Very strange. But yeah, it's a form of bowling. Wow. I mean, strange to us, because we've never seen it before. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, a different way of bowling. Apparently, there's many different types of bowling. I did not know that. So this film is I didn't is know that either, and I used to bowl. <laughs> so we have Sam. She has been sending Thorpe these gift boxes that have, like, ominous, fucked-up things in it, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. There's, like, a dead fish in one that says, like circle one or the other and it says like leave now or get killed by me you know like crazy shit which that is some brilliant foreshadowing because it's like you know a kid would have written that yeah it is very childlike some of that messaging but then she's she's subjecting herself to interacting with him on a daily basis and she's almost falling she is falling in love with him yes which Here's my second thing in this film is the three women that he is interacting with are kind of falling in love with him in their own way. Mm -hmm. So Sam is falling in love with him, but she wants to kill him because his parents basically were experimenting on her parents as a child and got them killed because they were so traumatized by the alien experimentation that one hung herself that they showed fully. They showed it. They show it twice mm -hmm. in this film, and we'll explain how they show it again, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Then they show the husband shooting himself in the fucking head, and they showed that twice. And, okay, so that'll be the climax of this episode <laughs> of us talking about that. So we have that weird relationship. Then we have the little girl, Olivia, and he is spending a lot of time with this little girl, hanging out with her, and it's, like, adorable... Because, like, he's so naive and childlike that the relationship works really well. But then it starts to get really creepy and cringe when she gets jealous that he is hanging out with other girls. Mm -hmm. That made me feel uncomfortable. And and then also him visiting her uh, at her window every night with ice cream and knocking on the window and coming in and hanging out in this little girl's room. Mm -hmm. That made me feel really fucking mm -hmm. cringe, too. It was just, like... The childlike wonder, whatever was there before when they first meet and they're playing in the water is completely evaporate. Like, it's just disturbing to me now, that relationship. Then we have the bowling alley lady that he meets and she is basically taking advantage of his naivete mm -hmm. and being like, hey, and I want you to ass. come back here later on tonight. Yeah, because he's he's like ripped. And she's like, I want to have a date with you. And he doesn't understand what dating is. He doesn't understand what any of that is. And then she like says like, oh, I'm a. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they have this really nice conversation to where it, she's obviously romantically interested in him. And then she goes, you know what? Maybe I should just try to help him and treat him like a friend because I don't think he's on a, in a, a mature enough level to even understand what sexuality and like what's going, like what what any of that is. So I'm just going to be like, listen, I'm going to help you get a job. I'm going to help you find your friend because I like you. You're a good person. And I don't want to take it. This is what I thought was happening. This mm -hmm. is what I thought. So then they do a cheers scene where they both kind of cheers their drinks. And you think, oh, great scene. That scene's over. We cut. 
right back to that scene and the next fuck like literally the same shot again they just cut to a, a like a very slightly different angle of the front shot they just had and then she's like um oh by the way i'm a very sexual woman and just because i'm 75 doesn't mean i'm not uh, uh still wanting men to be attracted to me and i still want to bone like i want to want to you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. And then she makes him dance, and she's grabbing his ass and kissing him on the mouth. And like a child who doesn't understand what's going on, mm. he runs away and says he has to go feed his dog. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that scene, Dan? <laughs> Dan, who's laughing and smiling at me because he loves his fun comedy. This is a fun comedy that everyone loves. I don't, I don't know. The way I took it is like they are meant to be like you know silly in a way, but it does uh-huh. get very disturbing. Like you're right because it's it's the exact opposite of you know the Olivia scene, right? So it's it's him in the child position now, and I think that's really relevant because like what I liked about the three relationships that you said, like the different parts of womanhood, Thorpe is a very complicated character because of all the reasons you said. Like, yes, he, he has the mentality of a child. That's why he gets along with Olivia. But we as a people culturally are seeing this guy sneak into her room and it's really disturbing. Yes. So like, and I understand that Thorpe is an alien and doesn't understand any of the cultural context, but one, he could have learned all of this in the 25 years that he was away. And two, this is what the writer chose to have in the film, you know, wrote, filmed it. Like this is, this is what they wanted in the film. Like you could have wrote this any other way. You know what I mean? So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> it didn't have to be this way. I liked it that way, though, because it is it is it is disturbing. It's weird. Like, it's... They don't call it a comedy. It can <laughs> it can just be something weird and horrible and scary. And and it's still entertaining. It can, it's, it was still very entertaining to me, this, this film. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need an adult. I need help. Please, okay. if you can... <laughs> send parents to the indie film review at gmail.com and tell them to tell me that everything's going to be all right. That, that no one is watching me outside of my window. <laughs> Please. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't want to watch my parents commit suicide. Dan, we haven't even talked about that. <laughs> tell us what happens at the end of this film. I demand it. Oh I fucking dare you. Truth or dare right now, buddy. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, no, not before we do that. Oh, the, the dog's name is Tom Selleck. Um, Hell yeah, that was great. Loved it. And then he buys light-up shoes, and it's like... that. See, that was so cute and fun, and then he's got the $2 bills, and there's the scene with the safe. He opens up his parents' safe that they have in a storage shed, and the light comes out like it's a Quentin Tarantino movie uh, from Pulp Fiction, and he goes and reaches in and gets all the money. Oh, that was great. I loved it. What a fun time. And then, what happens at the end of the film, Dan? So, Rachel reveals herself to be Sam, and she has tied Thorpe up on um uh-huh. on <laughs> on this table 
And so basically, yeah. uh, Rachel needs a place to live, so she starts renting a room from Thorpe. Like she lives on the bottom stairs or the bottom floor, and he lives on the top floor, and he fucking watches her too. Severe voyeurism watching her constantly made me feel very fucking uncomfortable but you were watching him watching her that that discomfort only because the film made me only because the film made me and i have to do this because we made a podcast where we watch films oh man okay so she um tells the story of how her parents died and we've already explained that she explains it to him and he's like but it wasn't my fault and he's right so she's like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to stab you now. So she stabs him and um, it goes white. Like just. Okay, wait. So before you say anything, she says right before she stabs him that all I wanted was to say goodbye to my parents. She's like, you got to say goodbye to your parents. I never did. Right. Yeah. Then she stabs him and it goes white. Okay. So she gets to say goodbye to her parents. Because she flashes back to the same scenes that you're talking about, but now she is an adult and she's watching it happen. And um, she goes to her mom and her mom's like, oh, it's you. You've grown up. Well, I'm going now. Bye. And then she hangs herself again. Her mom is about to hang herself and then her daughter from the future shows up and she's like, oh my God, sweetie. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, let's say goodbye. Okay, see you later. And then just puts the rope around her neck and jumps and fucking hangs herself in front of her. In front of her again. Yeah. This is how closure works. <laughs> she goes to the bathroom, sees her dad, and her dad's like, oh, you grew up and you're so beautiful now. Oh, wonderful. Um, I gotta go now. And then he 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 puts a gun in his mouth and kills himself again and then <laughs> Jared's looking <laughs> oh my god this is bad this is terrible this is a sad part of the movie anyway um, I'm not saying any of this is bad I know I, I keep ragging on this movie a lot and no, I'm but saying, like, like, oh, I'm, I'm defending watch. why I'm laughing Jared just like w- he, he looked into the camera of his computer directly <laughs> So I got staring into the soul of Dan. (laughs) All right. So then she watches her young self run up and experience that trauma again. Yeah. So she, she experiences it through adulthood, but then she watches herself experience that in childhood. And that was fucking crazy too. Then Thorpe's alive. I don't think she actually stabbed him, or he just can survive stabs. He's an alien. Yes. Yeah, he's just an alien. He doesn't have a heart. Why do you think that? Yep. Yeah. Why? Why could she? Why would she have tried to stab his heart if he doesn't have one? Yeah, she knows that. Yeah, that's something I didn't think of until just now. Do you think that the the flash of white was the same flash of white that he used to communicate with his parents, and he sent her? He he gave the gift of closure to her, like that was Thorpe's doing. Yes, Thorpe did some alien magic because he can do different things like that. It's established like he he made the cold water hot. He can do a lot of weird stuff like that. Like if he can like rearrange molecules and I guess he hacked her brain and made her see that stuff. I don't know if he technically made her go back in time. That would be pretty fucking rad. But he at least gave her closure, the closure that she was seeking, even though to me as an audience viewer, it's one of the most disturbing things I've seen all year. Um, And 
one of the many reasons I think I like, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was entertaining and it was, again, there were some funny things to it, but it is, it's just not a comedy. Mm. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll concede. I'll it concede. can't be. And no, you don't have to concede. I'm I'm merely yelling at the listener right now. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. This isn't like me trying to attack you. I just no. You make a really good point. It's almost like it's almost like I am the uh, the manhunter, and I have you strapped down to the chair, and I'm like, do you see? Do you see? You know, I'm just like making you look at the the slideshow of of the horror that I felt during this comedy. <laughs> So your biggest critique is just rebranding, I guess. Yeah. 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 Things that I thought were funny. All right. When the, when the pancake guy says, you feel me? And uh, then Thorpe touches him on the chest and he goes, yes, I feel you. <laughs> oh, oh, my favorite thing. This is to directly contradict that. I think this isn't a comedy. My, my favorite, my favorite funny scene was whenever he's like trying to get a job at the gay dance club. Yes. All of that was wonderful and so funny. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, we can we can work with you. Yeah, let's see what you got. And Thorpe does this amazing dance number where he's like imitating the aerobics at the very beginning. Yes. And then it turns out it's all in his head and he's just fucking fumbling over a strip pole. It's so funny. And then he's like doing the interview with this lady and he's killing it. He's doing so well in the interview. And then it cuts to his resume and he drew a duck on his <laughs> resume. And I'm like, this is wonderful. And there's like so it's we I feel like the, the, the first half of the film is front loaded with a lot of comedy to trick you and lure you in. And then the middle and second half are just darkness. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and you know what? Get him. Get him. That's what I say. <laughs> Fucking get these rubes. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, closing thoughts. This movie is good. I like it. It's excellent. It's very strange. One of the strangest films I've seen in a while. It would be one that I am not... proud to have in my collection. Like, have you seen Thorpe? No? I, I'll let you borrow it, bro. Thorpe will fuck you up, you know? <laughs> and I like that. I like that. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us to tell us to stop laughing at terrible things. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is how we cope with the trauma. This is how I cope with the trauma. I, oh, I laughed so much this episode. Um, yeah, we have a pay, pay, Patreon, pay, pay, patreon.com slash Indie Film Review. You can give us a dollar for a month. Uh, $3 for a month, or if you're a filmmaker, $5 tier, um, one-time donation, you, the film will be bumped up to a shorter wait list from the yeah, huge wait list that absolutely. you are currently in. Yeah, and then we'll review the film when you want us to review it, or you know, usually it'll be like one to two weeks, depending on how long yeah. the... Uh, the premium list is whatever the fuck we call it. Uh, and we also have, uh, what is it? Um, PayPal. PayPal.me slash Indie Film Review. Yeah, it just, you don't, you don't have to. I think the, the thing that really helps us is you telling other people about the show. That really makes me a happy boy. Uh, you can like and subscribe or whatever. Yeah, that's good too. That helps us, you know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it makes me smile when I see it at the, at yeah. the very least. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. Uh, but... You just listening right now is is uh, 
everything. It's everything to me. Uh, so thanks again. I really appreciate it. Go check out the necropodicon.com for a lot of other really cool podcasts. All right, final word, Dan. That's how the aliens talk in this movie. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.